Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hi Paul. Distancing. Oh, big time social distancing yeah, and... Quite a ways away from each other. It's and it's the first time I've seen you in a little while because of social distancing here in sunny Melbourne. Yeah. Well, we're playing at home. You've been playing at home, and yeah. uh, it's. You've been pretending to do work here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's a different topic on another podcast. But anyway, so how are you, Paul? I'm alright. And right. cooking wise. Well, yeah, we were talking so, about this yeah. and sustainability. You've been doing a bit of work on sustainability. Yeah, so as it pertains to ingredients and the food side of sustainability. Um, so I thought, yeah, we might have a quick chat about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because it is something that is important. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, um, get a bit confused about uh, the actual term itself, sustainability. And what I've sort of discovered and learnt and probably through my own opinions as well, and this is somewhere where we voice our opinions and whether they're right, wrong or indifferent. Um, so what I've kind of learned about sustainability, it isn't about leaving things out. It's about... So quite often... How do you mean leaving well, things okay, out? So, so quite often... When people are looking to make sustainable choices with their ingredients. So I'm just talking specifically ingredients. Um, so when you go shopping, um, quite often people will look at things like seafood, especially. And let's say seafood. We'll use seafood as an example today. And, and it'll be often seen as a non-sustainable well, type, particular types of seafood can be often seen as a non-sustainable um, ingredient. So the question then is, is that what makes them sustainable or not? So if I use a case example, which I've just been working on at the moment, which is a, a type of salmon. Okay, so there's lots of Atlantic salmon producers globally. Um, yeah, and there's lots of aquaculture farms, which are often seen as not sustainable um, as far as their environmental impact, as far as the type of food that they use, all sorts of different factors. So I think what sustainability comes down to for me as far as ingredients goes is making an educated choice about the ingredient that you choose to use. If you want to use salmon, you need to be asking where it's from and who produces it and that way you make an educated choice whether that is a sustainable farm or not because it's not about just putting a blanket over okay I'm never eating salmon again because aquaculture farming isn't sustainable it's not good for the environment da, 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 da. it's not the case at all but you need to know where it's from and then make a decision whether well, that's an interesting topic because I'm thinking as I'm sitting here that, Look you know, it's hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Just watch out, everybody. But you go to a market yeah. and if you ask for a receipt, sometimes you're feeling like you're going to get stabbed, let alone if you said to them, I'm sorry, 
I'd like to buy this salmon, yeah. but before I do, yeah. and just put everyone else on hold behind me who's pushing to get served as well, yeah. um, this is the days of pre-social uh, distancing, yeah. um, can we please have a discussion about no, no. that well, salmon? Okay, so, so, so what how do you find out? What you'll generally find at... Um, Okay, and salmon's a really good example because... Tuna with dolphins getting caught up in their nets as yeah, well. all tuna. that sort of stuff. It's a, almost a question of, okay, is it wild caught? Is it farmed? Most fishmongers will give you that information, number one. Number two, in the case of salmon, and salmon's an easier one to manage because generally, if you go to a fishmonger, somewhere in the walls, at a market, you'll see some form of advertising some form of marketing from a supplier. Which one? And marketers never lie, so yeah. let's assume that that's going yeah, but to I mean, be it, true. You can, you can walk up and, and I'll mention a few brands here, but we're not you know associating with anyone. But you can walk up to various fishmongers and you'll see Tassel Salmon, okay, which is a Tasmanian salmon producer. Okay, so really you're not going to, interrupt everyone and have a conversation about it, but maybe you just stick that in your phone and go, okay, let's have a look at this aquaculture. Let's have a look at this fish farm and see what they've got to say. Um, and then next time you go in, maybe you're not gonna buy that, maybe you are. But you can at least have a look at, and that is making a sustainable choice depending on their farming practices. The only way to understand it is to actually look at the manufacturers like you would look at a manufacturer of an appliance, a combi steam oven, whatever, have a look at the manufacturers and their take on sustainability, environment, environmental impact, all that sort of stuff, and then you make a considered choice from there on. Because things like tuna, okay, rightly so, but the question is, the question with something like tuna or even snapper or anything like that, so there's various arguments to be had for, okay, is long lining better than netting? Or is line caught better than long lining? Like what's what's better? And so from a sustainability perspective, as far as a wild fish um, community goes, is which one has less impact on the species? Is there a need to not buy as much of that particular species because it is dwindling because of farming or production methods or fishing methods? Um, so maybe you don't go and buy the beautiful Otoro bluefin tuna belly. Maybe you don't. But it's not whether it's right or wrong, but maybe maybe some research into, okay, these are, and we know, and we've talked about this before, that most home cooks are running around with 12 to 15 recipes that they rotate out, you know, on a fortnightly basis. So you know what ingredients you're generally going to buy. And if you do want to experiment with something new, generally you're doing some research beforehand. Generally, so you might have seen it on TV, you might have watched Mary Berry, or you might have watched MasterChef or something, and you see a dish which you like, and there'll always be a component of a dish that you may go, oh, okay, I've seen that at the market, never known how to do it, now I've got some vague idea of how to use it. Why not take that little bit of research, it, although it sounds like work, it's not, because you're already doing the research, and find out where that's coming from, and what, what the... You know, if it is a sustainable species, if it is Alrighty, has environmental impact. Alrighty, so oh, this has opened up an absolute minefield. Yeah. My head is just spinning. What's your definition of sustainable? Well, you say this is the, half the problem. Because none of us have the same idea. Like, I would yeah. have a very different view of what sustainable is. Yeah. And the same, the same way that you would. And 
Okay, Plus, so I think, and it's very hard, I think sustainable is not, like I said, not leaving things out. I think it's also doing things like nose-to-tail cooking. So if you do purchase something, you use the entire animal, you use the entire beast. So we're not just going to buy pork chops all the time. Or we're not just going to buy eye fillet beef all the time because it's such a small portion of the piece of beef, which is why we should be encouraging people to cook things like ox cheek, tongue, oxtail, shins, osobuco. And if, if every person starts to use all the cuts of the animal that are possible, that's more sustainable to me. That's a far more sustainable way of using an animal than just buying and producing animals for a particular piece. Um, other things include, I, I include as far as the sustainability conversation go is seasonality. There's no point in buying tomatoes in winter because they're not from where you're from. So they've had to travel. Is that travel sustainable? Probably not, as far as its impacts on the environment. Is it sustainable for the food itself? Does it make the food better? And the storage? How's the storage being powered? Yeah, all of those things. So it's massively broad. So it isn't one thing. So you, you have to first of all work out what your personal definition of sustainable Correct. is, yeah. which is very difficult, personal, yeah. very difficult. And then... And it doesn't mean everyone's if, got to turn into a greenie here. No, 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 no start, we're not you know, saying that. smoking clove cigarettes and playing kumbaya. We're not saying... <laughs> but if you do do that, there is something wrong with that. But, but you also then say, well... Here's my, my choices at yep. the butcher, at the supermarket, Baker, the at the whatever. Yep. If, I'm, if I'm thinking, okay, I want to buy more sustainability and you come up and go, I don't care, I'm just going to buy the pork belly, how, how do I even register my um, intent? How do I tell anybody who's going to listen that I'm trying to do this so I'm not buying your tin tuna or your tin salmon or your fresh salmon because I don't like your practices. Mm -hmm. How do you even? So it's kind of like uh, slacktivism. You can you can make a little choice, uh, but how but do you make you, a difference? Uh, yeah, but are you actually? Is it important? Are you actually here to make a difference to everyone else or to yourself? Well, this is a well. Because like, you, we're not, not talking about jumping up and down and starting a political movement no, no. of like trying to convince people that they need to be shopping better, smarter, not only for their health, but also for their... Uh, Assuming you've got the money to do all this. Because correct. Because if you don't have a lot of money, yeah. then just putting any food and... and so, I mean, we can, get back to, we can get back to conversations about having, is organic farming sustainable? From an well, environmental perspective, it is. But from issue. a time perspective, because it involves time as well. Sustainability is about time. So, is that... Once, once again, we come back to... And the use of water in this country. Yeah, correct. We live in the driest continent, I think, other than Antarctica. Yeah. So or maybe, maybe even after Antarctica. Well, do your research. Get it right before you start. Well, if I'd known the topic <laughs> before you started, a heads up would be nice once in a while, buddy. But I, I just kind of think... You're right. I think that's I probably the... I am flying by the set of my pants here. Probably the right here. way to go about it is decide what's important to you. And it's environmental and it's all sorts of factors all sorts of factors and i don't think to your point i don't think 
going around and shouting it to everyone and trying to convince people. Well, not just convince, no, no, or but just, just or to just, notify, just to no, say to the supplier, well, I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy your your so particular thing okay. because I've done some research yep. and I don't like the way it's farmed. Okay, so let's I'm not take even it, sure that's right. Let's I'm not even sure I to, have the information. Let's take it back to business then, something that you and I, you have a better understanding, but we both have a relative understanding. So in my case, restaurants, in your case, an accountancy firm. Okay, so... Just in a business sense, how do you tell a business that you're not interested in doing business with them? You tell them. Or? You stop shopping there. Hello. Yeah, I know. And I'm just... Hello. You, money talks. So yeah. you stop buying that product. If you have money. But there's alternatives. Yes. We're not saying there's not alternatives. No, no. And I think another discussion for another day is just... Cooking fresh, cooking small and cooking what you need is way cheaper than buying packet sauces, tin jars. Correct. Might not be as convenient, but with a few staple ingredients, and yeah. I think this is something we need to talk about in another podcast. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can eat. If you don't have a lot of money, you can really buy smart and cook really nice meals simply. Absolutely. And we just are literally and, and a few things in is, the fridge. Like I, I was flicking through Instagram yesterday looking at a particular post that someone did where they were cooking chicken, fine, happy days, and then they the pairing to their chicken was a kit salad mix in a plastic bag. And I sort of said to myself, how hard is it to chop some lettuce? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the plastic bag. And is that like, sustainable? So the, the lettuce itself, okay, it's probably undergone various treatments to get to that stage where it could be chopped and put in a plastic bag. So all of that has had some impact, some impact. Oh, totally. Just as much as the lettuce itself yeah. has. So the lettuce itself has had to have care. It might have had, might be organic, it might not. It, it would have had a ton of water to grow. It might have been grown in a greenhouse with, you know, humidifier. Who, who knows what hap has happened to that lettuce? But am I better off buying the lettuce like that, where I know it's had X amount of work put into it, or do I buy the packet mix where it's had a multitude more? I'm saying you're better off buying the lettuce. And it's cheaper and you get more out of it. But the next thing I popped into my and I mean a lot of this has got to do with environmental impact. Yeah, but also our need to have everything perfect. That was the other thing that I wanted to say about sustainability. Yeah, our country we know produce an awful lot of food. Yeah, we are very very good at it. Our farmers I think are in, among the top in the world in what they do. Yeah, veggie farming, veggie harvesting, and and beef and beef. sheep farming, all that. Yeah. And yet, in our supermarkets, our big chains will not sell apples, um, carrots that don't look just perfect. Yeah. A blemish, yeah. a slight wobbly bit, yeah. forget it, you know. Um, and so, so much of our food yeah, that we produce there is a, goes to waste. Go, there is a scale. How is that sustainable? There is a scale for the amount of curve a banana should have. A scale. <laughs> no, for the big chain supermarkets. You're kidding. No. Really? So okay. you have farmers that are okay. producing, like, we're talking, I mean, 
But now yeah, there's grow okay. like wildfire up in Queensland because it's tropical. Unless, it, unless there's a cyclone followed by a flood, in which case banana prices went up eight times. Yeah, but nonetheless, but, yes. there is a curvature scale yeah. which the big chains use about what looks perfect. Now you're right, that isn't sustainable. So is your choice at that point to go, I am not buying my bananas from the big chains? Again, you are you making your... is that it's a minor minor yeah. choice, but you are making a statement about sustainability, like it or not, and you don't have to talk about it, spout about it, whatever. But you are making a mm. there is a decision around that, going well. I don't agree with that practice. I'm not purchasing from there anymore. And go to a fresh fruit market and have a look, and you'll see the difference because those guys are the smart guys. Because they're buying the best fruit at the best time of the year, regardless of how it looks, especially from a banana perspective. They don't care if it's in the shape of a figure eight. Like, I've seen carrots with all sorts of weird legs growing off them. It doesn't, like, does that change the flavour of well, a carrot? No. No. No, but coming back to, you know, the things that we do know about, I know that if, a say, a client decides to leave our firm, while... I might be upset and confused or happy or whatever about that choice. <laughs> sometimes, happy quiet happy. Well, sometimes we don't have, we're not a perfect fit for everybody. Yeah. But I do appreciate well, you the just time taken yeah. to let me know why they're going. Because you can just go and yeah. you can be silent about it, but you don't pass on any feedback. And I, I personally, having run a business this long, I would like to be able to have a choice. Is that a Woolies, you know, or the big chains, or you know, whoever. Coles, whoever, whoever, you know, I, I am making a decision not to buy this product here because I don't find this okay. Yeah. And so, if enough people could tell them why they were silent, because in the absence of communication, business owners are sitting there going, "Gee, banana sales are down. Maybe, maybe we don't know. Maybe they're not, you know, in flavour. Maybe we'll just buy less." The farmer doesn't know what's going on. All of a sudden, his supply chain's cut off or reduced. He doesn't know why. What are his avenues? And so I think unless, if you're making a decision to do something, unless there's a way of communicating nicely, not aggressively or, you know, bad social media about it, yeah, but yeah. to communicate something, to give them some feedback, they can't make informed decisions about, oh, well, we, we always thought, you know, that everyone okay, wanted so, bananas in yeah, this particular yeah. Okay, shape. Okay, so on the yeah, well, I know. I'm I, just, I think the marketing divisions of big chains have decided what oh, they have thought. Don't get us the, going about marketers of the real best shape of a banana. But I, I, to a, I agree with you to a point. The problem is, is with a big chain, generally, is that it's like an election to a degree. You get your vote. You get to choose. You don't always get what you want and you're not always listened to. But in the absence of communication, they don't know what's wrong and they're just But the only out. way that a big chain like that is ever going to understand is in dollars and cents. Let's not But lie. it's not just them. They're buying No, no, I'm, I'm, not the so, I'm not saying it's no, just them. I'm not saying it's just them. But I, they, make a, they make a decision on what they stock almost solely, disregard bananas for a second, but almost solely on price, almost solely. So they will stock, your supermarket chain will stock a particular brand manufacturer of salmon 
And I use that as an example because in Australia there's a multitude of salmon farms. Okay? I can guarantee you right now it is not based on quality, it is not based on sustainability, environmental impacts of the farm, anything to do with that is price driven. Okay. I mean, it's a massive topic, but I think, I think what I'm trying to say is, is to the people that are going out and buying ingredients, if you do come across a dish and you look at the ingredient and you're like, okay, I haven't cooked that before, maybe next time you go to the market, you'll have a look and have a look around and go, okay, where's the beef from? Most, most butchers worth their salt will tell you the farm that it's from and you can jump online and have a look. Same with fishmongers, same with chicken. A lot of product, any, any purveyor of a fresh product, barring a few, will be able to tell you where the fish is from, where it was caught. Is it line caught? Is it farmed? And not all farmed is bad. Not all, not all wild caught is bad or good. Depends on the species, all of that sort of stuff makes a difference. And there are companies out there which do guides online which give you an indication of, okay, you put in your location, I'm in Victoria, Australia, and these are the fish that you should be buying because of these reasons from a sustainability environmental impact perspective. Really? I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Okay. Sustainable fish. Maybe we should put it on dot our... Org or something like that. I can't put remember. Put it in a podcast notes or something. Cause yeah. I've never but there seen are that. buying guides for uh, particular brands, farms, manufacturers that make a conscious effort to have less impact on the environment and less impact as far as the whole sustainability of the process goes. Now, no one's saying that you have to use it, but like everyone wants to know that they're eating black Angus beef. Any farmer, if they wanted to, can get access to black Angus beef. It's not so much about getting access to the black Angus beef, and everyone knows that it's good flavour and good taste and is a really good product. So the beef itself is a good product. But the point of from where the beef goes from being on the farm to in the supermarket, what's that experience like? Is it... Is it something that the farmer cares about? Because it is it something that the end market holder butcher cares about? Who's looking after that part in between? And shouldn't we know what's going on there? So we can make an educated choice. Wow. This is deep. Now all those images of those poor cattle being killed in foreign countries in not good ways come to mind and it's it's an interesting topic because I'm still stuck on what our definitions of sustainability well, are. I think they're individual, personal. Yeah, and how do you make that choice and yeah. how do you then refine your choice into understanding what the parameters, like organic, what does organic actually mean? Yeah. You know, what does... Is organic farming the best farming practice for Australia given our climate? There's nothing wrong with asking the question. Or, no, or, no because it's also... Looking at our water usage. Correct. And it looks at, it looks at our environment, our climate, yeah. our, you know, everything. You can be an organic cotton farmer, but I would argue till the cows come home that we should not grow cotton in most of 
Australian continent because of our water problems, and yet we do mm. grow cotton, which does my head in. Yeah. You know, so... So a lot of it's based around environment and yeah. care for the environment, but it's also, you know, it's, it's waste. Care for the it's, you know, packaging. It's so many things in between as well. And it's just a matter of making or having a little bit of a deeper look into, okay, I'm buying this particular ingredient and I've just found out it's from here. Just what everyone's got a mobile. 99% of people use their mobile for everything other than talking on a phone. They use it for researching and watching videos and all things else. Listening to podcasts. Listening to podcasts. So just type it in. Type in the farm. Ask the fishmonger. I guarantee you, you go to, I'll put this out there. Next time you go to the market, you, not me, because I already know, next time you go to the market, go to four different fishmongers at the market and ask them where their salmon's from. And I bet you they'll say Tasmania and you'll say, the next question is, is which farm? And if I go to my, well, given that I may not get out of into another market until okay, next so year it'll sometime, be a while. it'll be a while. But if I go to my favourite chicken shop at the Preston Market, mm-hmm. I can ask them. Absolutely. Okay. Why I not? Will. I will. It might be a while, guys, yeah. before I can actually test this, road test this, because in Victoria, we're in lockdown. But don't you but, think, given that, that the guy at the market standing on the other side of the counter at the chicken shop, don't you think he should be able to tell you? Totally. And if he can't... But what if he does tell me, and then I stand there and I research it, I still don't know in my head all the issues that I need to really understand about what sustainability is. We're just opening up the conversation. I'm not you know, so, you what no, no. Is. So for me, I yeah. know, and that's it is. And a I think what thing. sustainability is for you is, like you say, is different for me. Um, last year when I did my wine fermentation course, yeah, with the lovely Anne Manning at NMIT. I met this interesting guy, Steve, who lectures in sustainability, and we talked about this um, during the course about what the definition was. And he said, "Well," and we talked for an hour, and we were really just on the surface. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation to have, even with your family and your friends, about where you does it matter? Does it matter? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes, no, and they're all right. They're all good choices because everyone's got different limitations on money, on time, on access. Yep. You know, we live in a, in a country where food is in abundance. You know, it's we're, it's great, but at various times of the year, Doug's family in Norway, you know, they're fishing. They they have big cool rooms in their house where they store their food. Yeah. It's very different life to hit what we have here. So it's an as, an exa- as an example, you go to the butcher, one more example. You go to the butcher and you want to buy some pork. And what do you see? Pork fillet, rolled loin, pork belly. The nice bits. Yeah. You don't, you, you have to find a butcher that's going to give you pig's trotters, a pig's head. Pig's cheeks. Pig's cheeks, jowls, neck. Yeah, no. They probably have them at the back, but they're waiting for you to ask for them because they don't look as nice in the, in display, the display cabinet. Case. Where we all like to think, we don't like to think about those other issues you just raised. Because we know that we don't know the answers to it, and it could be upsetting if we did. Oh my god! Oh All right. no, that's enough. But it's an interesting topic, certainly, and uh, sustainability. What does it mean for you? Have a think about it. 
So I there. will. You will. Wow. And, and we'll push on. And uh, until next time, happy cooking. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Mm-hmm.